Hey everybody, welcome to the Vet Tech Tap Room. This is our spin-off series from the Vet Tech Cafe. These episodes are live and uncut, discussing hot topics in our field, or talking about previous episodes amongst ourselves, and always highlight something positive happening in our profession. These episodes will be published as regular podcast episodes and will also be available on our YouTube channel as well. So get yourself a beer or a potato water and find us live on Instagram and join the discussion. Now if you'll excuse us, those are our beers the bartender is pouring. Hello, caffeinators. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Vet Tech Tap Room, where you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I mean, you can, but you know, we'll, we're, you we're always here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we're always welcome. here. Um, let's see here. We got a couple things to talk about tonight, Dave. I know you got a beer going. What you got going over there? I got a Lining Kugels Oktoberfest. Um, it was mm. given to me by my neighbor because we helped her out with uh, watching her cat while she was away, and. Uh, she left a, a twelve pack of that on my on my doorstep. And Line of Kugel is the one that um they make the summer shandy. That's my mm-hmm. lawn mowing beer. Um, yeah. But they this is the Oktoberfest that they that they've come out with. Uh, I, pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, I love a good Oktoberfest beer. Like yeah, uh, man. I yeah for sure. Um, I I what do. Are you drinking? You, you, uh, well, right now I'm drinking. Um, it's from Monkish. It's a brewery here in LA, and it's a triple IPA because I just finished my work shift. So um, yeah, it's like a ten percent like or so. Why not? Um, but nice. you, you might be you might be proud of me to know that I do have some Sam Adams Oktoberfest in my fridge right now. Oh, I, I, I got just, some of that in the fridge too. I just love Oktoberfest <laughs> beers. So um, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so. You know, we're trying to do these tap rooms a little bit more regularly now, at least do them on yeah. monthly as, as certain things come up. And um, we came across an article, and I know it was shared several times by many of our, our colleagues and, and caffeinators uh, several times over, um, and we kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. So why don't you get, get us started off on that? Uh, this is from actually from the Huffington Post, which, I mean, the first thing that stands out to me is that, you know, we t- we talk about um how important it is to to be more visible as a profession to to the general public and you know a lot of these articles that we see that we talk about they're all in vet med and um who sees that us and people in vet med it it rarely ever gets out to the general public and this is in the huffington post which is uh, more of a a broader audience so i i feel like this is a, a good little article here uh, from somebody that was a veterinary technician for about 10 years, um, mm-hmm. and it's called, I was a vet tech for 10 years. Here's what finally pushed me over the edge. And it's and it's her story about uh, not only her leaving, but how she kind of um, worked her way back into the profession as a, as a client and being on the other side of things, which, which I think is sometimes that gets lost a lot, is, is that, you know, we, we see through, we see our profession through one lens and when you have that idea of being on the other side of the exam table to be the client, um, there's there's a lot that that that's seen um, from the client side that you know even from being a technician and being in the field, she didn't realize what was going on because she you know she voiced her frustrations about um, you know getting answers from from the doctors and and. You know, she kind of like took a step back and said, wow, I was a really bad client here and I need to I need to correct that. Um, but just talking about like burnout and um, getting through this profession and ultimately like actually leaving it. Um, yeah. You know, it might be a good idea to maybe even try and get this person on 
on the show at, at some point to talk about, you know, what, what actually made her leave um, the profession. What'd you think yeah, about it? Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that struck me was, um, you know, this is somebody, as you mentioned, she was a, a CVT and an LVT, and she actually had just started her right. VTS path in cardiology um, when when she ultimately resigned, I think, two months into her application period, just because of, because of the burnout, right? I mean, yeah, so yeah. many, so many of our, our friends and colleagues have experienced that. And, and, you know, as you were talking about, you know, the, a big focus of the article is kind of being on the other side of the table and being the client uh, with her sick cat and what have you. But she talks a lot about how she ultimately, you know, kind of was starting to see that she was burning out and, and was, was starting to have some bad habits and, and, you know, she was really open and honest about her, her path, I guess you could say up until that point and, and ultimately, you know, decided that, that she had to make a change and, and I mean, you and I have both been in that, that position where, you know, when we started this podcast, we, we partially started this podcast because <laughs> yeah. we were both ready to walk away from, from yeah, veterinary exactly. medicine altogether. I mean, I, I've said many times I was ready to go pour beer at a brewery. Um, <laughs> it, but you know, like ultimately we found something else that, that kept us in and, um, you know, thankfully actually a lot of ways through this podcast, we've been able to to kind of be reinvigorated to some degree. Yeah. Um, and, but it was just, a, it was a, it's a really interesting dynamic because I think it, it does shed the light on, on being on the other side of the table and, and trying not to be that client. But the, also though, sometimes in, in veterinary medicine, especially when it comes to our pets, we have the burden of knowledge. Like we know what's going yes. on. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it's, it, we're not just, you know, regular general public people that, that, you know, say, okay, I, I can, I can wait. I don't, I don't know any different. I don't know any better. Yeah. I don't know any yeah. worse. Um, and sometimes when, when you have that knowledge base, you, you think the worst until you have those answers. Um, right. And so we know all the possibilities, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, especially if you're somebody that's been in this field for a while, you've seen what those possibilities look like, or you've yeah. seen when, when those kinds of things go bad or, or what have you. So, uh, yeah, really interesting article. Um, you know, I, I think from a, uh, you know, from a, a burnout perspective or that there isn't necessarily any, any new information that's presented that we don't already know. But like you said, it's much more of a mainstream article that's, that's out there, um, uh, where a much larger audience can see it. And, and hopefully, uh, get a little bit tuned in to, you know, our plight as a profession. Um, yeah. So I, I thought it was a, a really interesting and, and kind of refreshing take to, to just have that wherewithal to, to recognize that, you know, she was all of a sudden that client. Um, but right, then, right. you know, the, but then, you know, kind of have to walk that back and go through some of those steps to, to, cor you know, correct that or, or make amends or what have you. So, um, if you haven't seen it, um, I don't, I don't we'll know if we it. shared it originally, but if not, we, we, we haven't will shared post it, yet. it. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend reading it. It's, it's, a, it's again, it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing that we don't already know, but it's a really unique perspective and, and situation. So, um, anything yeah, one else? Of, one of the things, the, one of the things at the, at the end of it, you know, I was, I was reading through and like pulling out quotes and one of the things that, 
really struck uh, a chord with me is at, at the end, she says, I felt divided a- after leaving. Uh, part of me breathed a sigh of relief to be free of the disaster, but I also squirmed in guilt to feel such liberation knowing my friends are suffering. And, mm-hmm. you know, how many times have you and I gone through that thought process when we were thinking of leaving the field is like, yeah, I would love to be free of it, but. Mm-hmm. thinking about everyone that you'd be leaving behind and that they're still struggling with it. So you stay in it. And you know, that, that guilt of like, am I sacrificing myself for my coworkers in not putting myself first in that situation? It, it's something we all do. I'm sure many people that are listening are, are probably, have probably had that exact yeah. same thought process go through their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, there, and, there's and times where I've thought thought leaving would be the best, but right. then thinking, well, if I leave, then who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna fill my spot and who's gonna right. fill my the role of yeah you, you know not not to like put myself on a pedestal, but like a, a VTS level in this practice, who's who's gonna take that role? Yeah, and feeling the guilt of leaving and um. And and things have changed now because obviously we have this podcast and, and I feel like we're doing a lot of good for the field by bringing some of this stuff to the light and getting people to talk about yeah. it. I, I feel like that's, yeah, like you said, that's reinvigorated both of us to to stay in the profession. Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, we're a field of empaths, right? Like that's that's all. Yeah. That's a huge part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we all know what sympathetic tone is. Maybe maybe this is empathetic tone. Um, right. Maybe I've just coined <laughs> a new phrase there. But yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 part of the problem, and it, it's hard to walk away from from your friends and your colleagues. And I think about that every time I take a phone call, and a caller is is you know calling me for poison control advice, and and they're saying you know there's a an eight, 10, 12 hour wait at their, you know, veterinary yeah. ER. And I just think about the people working there that like, uh, that are just drowning and yeah, probably not taking any more cases. However, this dog's going to die without veterinary care. We got to get it in somewhere. Like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot. And, and, and I completely understand, you know, why, why people are, are leaving and and I I, I wish there was a, a much better answer and and I'm glad honestly for for Andrea in this article that she's gone on to to you know be happier and, and be on this other side of it and sometimes that's just that's just a decision we have to make yeah and you know eventually we have to put ourselves first or or we're just never going to right you know? and I I can't remember if she. Well, I guess what she's doing now, she's a freelance writer. I was going to say, I, I can't remember yeah. what she yeah. said her profession was, but now she's a writer. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's a freelance writer. And so, you yeah. know, probably still has a pretty good pulse on veterinary medicine. It seems like yeah. that's, you know, a, bit, a good bit of what she writes about. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, absolutely kudos to her for, for yeah. having the wherewithal to realize she was at her wits end and things were not going to get any better and, enough. Yeah. And she made, she needed to make a, a really difficult decision and she did. So, uh, you know, again, we, I, I think we all hope for, for all of us that, that we don't get to that point, but it, unfortunately many of us do. And we just got to, yeah. and if you're at that best, point, so. it, it, it's okay to leave. It's perfectly yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. It will always be here. You can always come back if you, if you don't, yeah. you know, if you need to. So <laughs> the jobs, the jobs are always going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Amen for that. So, 
Um, we've also had a couple of, of uh, great episodes. Um, so kind of looking back here, um, we had our our kickoff episode for year four. Dude, we've been doing this. Yeah. We're starting our – we've done this now three full years. Three full starting years. Starting year four. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And, uh, of course, we always kick off um, with Liz Houston. She was our very first guest. We've had her be our kickoff guest for, for each successive year. She was gracious enough to come by again. Anything from, from that episode in particular stick out for you? Um, we, well, we talked a lot about stuff uh, with, you know, the veterinary veterinary programs. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you saw it. You, you must have seen this on Liz's post about about it. Um, and, and we do this all the time, and I'm sure you and Molly do it as well. Um you know, Robin will listen to the episodes and then she'll have like this counterpoint of like, you know, when she was talking about when Liz was talking about the um, uh, not teaching doctors, technician skills. And she had a very good argument of that is going to be the case sometimes where you have to if if there's not a, a RVT or an LVT or somebody qualified to do that skill, who's going to have to do it? It's the doctor or or nobody does it. And is that better medicine? I don't think that's better medicine. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of floated the idea on Liz's page. I said, maybe we should get the two of them yeah. on an episode together and have them not not like hash it out, but like right. have that like discussion. Because, um, I mean, Robin and I had that discussion. It was a great discussion, but, you know, yeah. it was it was in the bedroom. It wasn't it didn't get broadcast to the to the rest of the world right um so i i thought that would be a good idea to, at some point to like and you know you know liz is is a very good arguer and yeah uh, i i can i can vouch that robin is a good arguer as well so um yeah. we let's, may let's, just be let's able say, to turn on the we'll just turn on the, on the mics and say yeah yeah yes yes debater <laughs> yes um, you can, you and I can just turn it on, yeah. let the, let the two of them yeah. talk and we wouldn't have, you yeah. don't have to say anything for an hour. I know for sure. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it is a good point that, that Robin makes. And I think that's always the fallback of, of veterinary medicine. But at, at what point, I guess my argument, my, my counterpoint would be at what point do we make that no longer the fallback? And we just say like, if you don't have that person on staff, are you really practicing the level of medicine that you need to do whatever that thing is? Or, right. or, or do you as the veterinarian do that frequently enough that you're actually proficient at it? Because if you are, then you need an RVT and you should have one right. Right. on staff. So, yeah, I mean, I think we could go round and round and round and round on that, but I think my my bigger thing, my bigger takeaway is that it's such a fallback, and and I think it's actually a fairly low percentage of veterinarians that are going to go out into practice and practice in areas where that will be their reality. And the overwhelming—I right. mean, over fifty percent of my wife's class went on to go do um, an internship, um, and then probably another half of those went on to go do a residency, like. So probably a quarter of her class has specialized. They're never yeah. going to have to do those things. Um, no, they aren't. And, and then a larger percentage of those are also never going to have to do those things. And so, like, do we want that to still be the standard that we teach? Because three to five out of 100 students in that class, that might be their reality. Like, to me, that just drags yeah. down 
standard right. of care. And, and I think like with an eye towards the future, we, we have to, while they're in school, train them that like, this is why you have these people. Right. And, well, I don't and know. my argument has always been, and I've, I've said this on, on the show a bunch of times is that until the standard is, until we remove the, the ability to just hire people off the street Right. Not to say that there aren't retina assistants that can, that can do a lot of the skills that we, we as technicians can do, but until we, we get away from that and hiring mm. cheaper staff because they're not licensed, because they're not registered or, or what have you, um, just because they're they're able to hire them at a lower rate with less skills, until that goes away, and I, I, again, I don't know how to make that go away, Right. Uh, Short of short of saying every practice in the United States is required to have an RVT, right? Like I don't I don't know how you would do that, right? Like, you can't just like start that and say right. right. Sorry, you you can't be open, right? Um, but un- until that happens, the need for doctors to know those skills is is still going to be there. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise they're 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 not practicing standard of care. Right, right. If no, and... if no one in the in the practice can place a catheter, I mean. What what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. And and it's just, yeah, I mean, we could go round and round about this and I'm sure that would be a very lively discussion for the four of us. And I think that'd be a lot of fun to be honest with you. Um, And I think we should try to see if we could do that because I, you know, it's one of those things that I, I don't think it's, I mean, I feel like I know what is a more correct or more right answer as we move forward. But the reality is, yes, there are still some veterinarians that will graduate that that will be their reality. Right. But, but again, does that mean all 100 students in that class should be brought down to that standard or right. should those other three be brought up to a, a higher standard? I, I yeah. yeah. So that's, I guess that's, you know, that's what I would have to say about that. But, but I, that was again, you know, a very lively episode. Um, you know, Liz just has such a wonderful pulse on the profession of, across so many different yeah. ways. Um, right. She's so connected and in tune with so many different things that are going on. Um, it's not unlike, you know, a couple months ago when we had Tasha McNerney on. There's a few people mm-hmm. that we just, we don't even necessarily have a topic. We just say, what's going on in veterinary medicine? What's going, yeah. And, yeah. and then a half hour later, we might have a follow-up question, but it's it's... It's really, really interesting to hear some of those perspectives because like doing this podcast is as connected as you and I are and sometimes as disconnected as we try to be, like we are still nowhere near some of right. some of our colleagues and and um you know we've 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 talked about you know reaching out to Stevens at all and see if he'd come back by again to, to kind of have the same kind of discussion. Yeah. I think he'd be another yeah. one, you know, that just is so into in tune with so much that's going on. It, it's it's right. always just a really fascinating discussion for me. Yeah, we we definitely need to get Stephen back on because it's it's been far too long. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, and then our most recent episode, uh, which we'll have released last night by the time this comes yep. out, with Becky Mosser. Um, and uh, and Provided basically I the editing. <laughs> right. Well, great. <laughs> Um, and she talked about, you know, her role with Gurnick Academy, and we really focused on veterinary technician education, um, which I, you know, kind of the the Liz episode, I think this channels into that, you know, somehow, yeah. some way. 
Um, but I, I think veterinary technician education is a conversation we kind of want to keep going because there's a lot of different avenues. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, California still has an alternate route. Um, you know, there's a lot of different paths to licensure that are out there. There's a lot of people that have gone through different paths. And, and so she was talking about Kernick Academy and kind of their unique um, education format and, and that. So it was a, a really interesting discussion, too. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, as we're talking about these, like we talked about with Liz, is getting RVTs out in the field mm -hmm. um, so that doctors don't have to do those skills. And, you mm -hmm. know, uh, another technician program that is going to be able to, to send out technicians into the field, I, I think we, we need to be supportive of, of everyone that is going to be uh, training and, and teaching technicians because, you know, st statistics have shown we are in a, a, a definite crisis with the number of technicians mm -hmm. we have, also with the number of doctors that we have. Right. Um, so, and, and we know that the class sizes for vet schools is not going to go up. Yeah, but, that's not changing. I mean, yeah. we, that's not going to change, but we can we can certainly increase the volume of veterinary technicians we sent out. Because um, I mean, when I was when I was teaching uh, back two years ago now. Um, the biggest class size I had, I think was like 15 and I yeah. had one class size that was five. Um, yeah. so there's definitely room for improving the numbers of getting technicians out and getting them trained, um, getting them registered and certified and all that stuff. So I, I feel like, uh, Becky, Becky had kind of a unique take on how, how to do some stuff. So, um, and, and she's another one that has quite a pulse on, on yeah. everything that's yeah. going on in, in the field. Um, and, and some of these, some of these guests that we have on, I'm like, how, how do you have time in the day to do all these things that you do? And then I, then I take a step back and think of all the stuff that I'm doing and I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. Cause yeah. I, I don't have the time to do what I'm doing and I'm, I'm struggling to get my non-vet day in uh, yeah. at some point this weekend. Um, but you know, some of the stuff that she, she said, um, having like a, a career training uh, pathway in, in, mm -hmm. in a class, which I, mm -hmm. I think is fantastic because, uh, like I was saying in, in the episode is, is when I was teaching, we had a career, what was he called? He was like a career development counselor and they mm -hmm. would do like mock interviews. But I mean, for the most part, those mock interviews were just interviews. They were not like yeah. veterinary technician interviews. They were kind of like job interviews, not necessarily right. what you're going to hear at a, at a like I, I don't think any of that was was taking them through like a working interview. Right. Um, they essentially did right. that when they did their externship. Um, right. But right. You know, just being able to like build a resume and and being able to stand up for yourself because you know that first job at a, at a tech school, you're not going to make a lot of money and right. you may not be in the best situation. You're going to take the first job that that is available to you. So. Um, I, I think being able to promote themselves as technicians, as tech, tech students, I think is, is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then we also did touch on with her, um, as we're getting close to the holiday season, uh, oh, yes. the veterinary industry giving tree, um, which is, yep. we had her on last year, mostly to, to talk about yeah. the giving tree. Um, and so we talked about, you know, that and kind of some of the things for, for this year. So, uh, if you're not familiar, um, check out the veterinary industry giving tree. There's a Facebook page. Um, basically it's, it's just a way to donate and, and you can nominate or self nominate 
families or, or people in our field who are struggling or falling on hard times. And it's basically just a way to still give them a good Christmas and, and help them yeah. out with, with different things. And um, she said, there's been some really, really, you know, great movement with the, with it this year. And, and so we this were, which the was third year. Is that correct? I think it might be. Yes. I think it's the third year. Yeah. I think it's the third year. So um, sounds like it has a lot of good momentum. I'm seeing a lot of posts and shares on Facebook. So if you're not already familiar with the veterinary industry, giving tree, um, definitely check it out. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. If you're an Amazon yeah. shopper, you can go through Amazon smile and just choose them as your beneficiary and a small amount of each purchase will go to them and you don't even have to necessarily make a, a cash donation, but, yeah. um, you know, really easy to do too. So definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, so a couple of really great episodes. I know we got a few more yeah. coming. Um, pretty, yep. pretty excited about, uh, what our, what our next several are going to be too. So, um, what else, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's well, good in vet med? It's the beginning. It's the beginning of vet tech week. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm 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 curious to hear what um, what people are getting. I don't want to say getting that that's that's not the right term. Um, right. How their hospitals are celebrating the Tech Week. There you go. Um, and it's uh, I saw I saw this quote last year at some point, and it and it, and it strikes me as funny every year when Vet Tech Week comes around, is that any any profession that needs an appreciation week is underpaid and I can't think of a more perfect, perfect statement yeah. for vet tech week. Yeah. Certainly um, isn't but, any uh, uh, CEO appreciation week, right? <laughs> no, I, well, I was thinking that and like boss's day is like, I, I think it's the day before vet tech week comes out or maybe the, the Friday after I can't remember what it is. Like, that's the only time that I can think of like boss's day. Mm, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Vet Tech Week start starting today, so um, we've got some merch. Uh, I think we have a T-shirt that says Vet Tech Cafe, where every week is is Vet Tech Week. Every week, yeah. Um, so we'll try to promote that um, as 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 a, co a cool little piece of merch for uh, Vet Tech yep. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Vet Techs, uh, we're gonna have a couple of posts uh, this week. Um, definitely, you know. Post on there what your what your hospital's doing, what's working, yeah. you know what's what's appreciated. What don't even be afraid to say what misses the mark or or what have you, yeah. because honestly, people are always looking for ideas, and I think a lot of people are afraid to to speak up or, or recommend things. So if there's something that that you feel like really landed or or was really appreciated or or what have you. Um, please speak up because there's a lot of people that yeah. are going to see that, that, that might be able to implement that, um, in, in years forward. Or again, if something missed the mark or, you know, even if it's, um, you know, wh whatever it may be, um, don't, don't be afraid to comment and, and let us know, you know, uh, what your week looks like. And hopefully, um, your, your patient load will be mild and your clients will be, nice and appreciative and uh your start time and your end time will be on time um if, <laughs> if if no if no other time than this week but um but we certainly really appreciate all of you guys out there doing all the legwork yeah so. yeah um and 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 hopefully this is the week that you don't have to bring lunch uh mm -hmm. to work mm -hmm. um i i realize that you know sometimes that's like 
I don't want to say it's the bare minimum, but it's like the the standard of like providing lunch, which which is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I, right. When I when I was was working in a clinic and Vet Tech Week was filled filled with with lunch and you know dinner and all that stuff. That that that's all great. But um, hopefully at some point there there's there's more than just that that's going on out there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and, and I totally just lost my train of thought. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going to go now, unfortunately. But how, how much of that? How much of that beverage have you had? I've only had three or four sips since I've been sitting mm. here. But but um, yeah. So you know, um, happy Vet Tech Week to everybody. Everybody in the field, all all you credential technicians, happy Vet Tech Week. We're so appreciative of, of everything that you're doing for our patients and for for your clients. Um, and otherwise, Dave, anything else for you? No, that's that's it, buddy. And All right, you're going to you're going to Green Bay tomorrow, or yeah, you'll yeah, be in I'm, Green uh, Bay when this uploads. Yes, I will be. I'm headed out for the Packers game on Sunday versus the New York Jets. Um, hope it to, hopefully the Packers can get back in the win column. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to to make my annual trek to Lambeau and sit amongst my fellow cheese heads and sit in the cold and eat brats <laughs> and drink good beer and ch- eat cheese curds and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, and I'll so be any, running on Sunday. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, yeah, I've, well, I've got a race on Sunday. More power to you. More power to you. I'll yeah. be tailgating. Well, I, I, I was, I was doing a half marathon, but um, my training has kind of been lacking this summer, so I, I changed my distance to a five mile. That's, that's going to be a struggle for me, but I, I feel like I, have a better chance of finishing five miles than thirteen point one miles. Yeah, for sure. I, and I, I should be I home would... in time to watch, watch some football. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, any, uh, any Wisconsin caffeinators, um, I'll be in Oshkosh and green Bay. Um, would love to say hi. Um, so anyhow, and make um, them take a guys... picture with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Um, you can find me at whatever brewery is local to Oshkosh and green Bay. I know a few, of, but um, of course, by the time this uploads, you'll have, you're, you're going to be done. Yeah. By the time this uploads, I'll be back down Never to mind. Chicago. So Chicago, <laughs> ch- so Chicago caffeinators, um, yeah. I know a few breweries down there, and I might actually try to go, Dave. I might go try to check out Sip of Hope Coffee while oh, in Chicago. Oh yes, you definitely should. Definitely should. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyhow, uh, caffeinators, thank you for tuning in to another um, off the rails uh, episode of the the Vet Tech <laughs> Tap Room here tonight. We hope you guys are well. Happy Vet Tech Week, and um, hope you enjoyed our most recent episode with Becky Mosser. And we're going to have more awesome episodes here for you soon. Bye, everybody.